10 productivity cheat codes you absolutely must know. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I break down 10 productivity cheat codes that you absolutely must know. Today's episode is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company and I use their products daily. So click the link in the show notes, use code everybody at checkout for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 146 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody. Let's get right into today's episode. Today, we are covering the 10 productivity cheat codes that everyone must know. 10 productivity cheat codes that everyone must know. And this is episode 146 of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get right into it. Number one, prioritize what's important, not what's urgent. Prioritize what's important, not what's urgent. So what does that mean? That means that you have to understand first what is actually most important to you. And that means understanding our core values, understanding who we are, understanding our deep identity, and identity meaning our repeated beingness. So how, excuse me, how are we being, how are we showing up in the world is really our identity. And extrapolated from that, are some core values, zest, gratitude, honesty, hope, kindness, resiliency, hard work, consistency, whatever it is for you, those are your core values. And through your core values, you filter your thoughts and actions and movements. And you have the ability to say yes and no through that filter of your core values. And to go beyond your core values, from your core values, you create a personal philosophy, from your personal philosophy, you create your massive transformative purpose. So you have this sort of three-layered thing to filter your thoughts and actions through when choosing what is most important. So when someone asks you to do something or take on a task or another responsibility or this or that, you have the honest ability to say no because it's not what's most important. But that's a very hard place to get to, right? If we're, we're always working on the most important tasks, sometimes things just pop in. Sometimes things just happen. And so those tasks become urgent and important. And that's, that's one part of the thing that we sort of have to deal with in sort of a day-to-day life when things are unpredictable and uncontrollable and sort of they just happen. But if we have the power to focus on the things that we have control over, then we're doing our best job that we possibly can to focus on the things and prioritizing the things that are most important. 
not most urgent, to get in that sort of quadrant of our life, to focus on the things that are most important. And that's, again, about understanding who you are, understanding what you like and dislike, what you're curious about, what your massive transformative purpose is, which relays um, from your personal philosophy, which relays from your core values. And that's about spending time with yourself, spending time with yourself, spending time on things you enjoy, getting to know yourself, what you dislike, like what is most important to you, what's most valuable to you, and then sort of filtering and aligning your words and actions through that. So that's number one. Number two, avoid multitasking. Honestly, there's no such thing as multitasking. It just doesn't exist. Now, I say that with the caveat that I believe some mothers, if not all mothers, are able to multitask at an extremely high, competent, unbelievably skilled level. But that's mothers and they're just a different set of breed. They're just unbelievable human beings. So we we shouldn't compare ourselves to them. But in just a general productivity sort of way, in a trying to get things done in an efficient, effective, skilled manner, multitasking is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And so if we're, if we're doing this thing for 15 minutes, then we're doing this thing for 15 minutes. We're not multitasking. We're just task switching. We're task switching. When we think we're being productive and getting multiple things done at once, what we're really doing is switching tasks. And when we switch tasks very quickly without really following through on the thing that we were doing, we have this idea called attentional residue that leaks into the other tasks that we're doing. So part of our brain is still sort of thinking about what we just did. And now we're trying to do this thing that we think is most important right now. And we've just task switched Every 15 minutes, we haven't followed through on any sort of task all the way through. So we have a bunch of attentional residue rolling in our brain and we're not able to fully encapsulate ourselves in the moment and do the thing that we wish to be doing. So it relays back to number one, prioritize what's important. So if the task you're doing is most important, there's no reason to multitask. Follow it all the way through, all the way through. Do a 90-minute work bout on that thing. Follow it all the way through. Avoid, avoid multitasking. And then when you're done, take a 10 to 15-minute break. A break doesn't mean get on your phone for 15 minutes. It means a break, a walk, yoga, meditate, non-sleep, deep rest, a breath work, whatever, a cold plunge, if you have the ability during the middle of the day, whatever, right? But a 10, 15-minute break. So now when you go to your next 90-minute work bout or you go to your next task, that is most important, you don't have any attentional residue because you followed through on the one task, you finished it all the way through, you knocked it out completely, you took a break, you allowed yourself to decompress, rest, recover, rejuvenate your mind, body, and soul, and then move on to the next, the next task that is most important. So that's number two, avoid multitasking. Number three, anytime you set a goal, take an action step on it immediately. This is extremely important, extremely important. Any goal, no matter how big or small, immediately, once you set it, take an action. Take an action. Because thinking about and planning and doing vision boards and getting concrete 
on our goals or our vision or our purpose, whatever you want to call it, is very, very important. But it's not nearly as important as doing the thing, as action. Action will always be the most important thing. You cannot get anywhere in life. You cannot inch closer towards your goals, towards your best self, towards the life that you ultimately want without action. Action is the only thing that will get you there. Yes, you need to reflect on what you did, but you have to do something first before you can reflect on it. Yes, you need to iterate and put in the reps and put in the reps and put in the reps, but that's about action, action, action. Yes, it's important to get crystal clear on that vision, but sometimes we handicap ourselves by thinking that we need the most clearest vision, the perfect time, everything set perfectly before we take action. We are just handicapping ourselves. We're saying not right now. Why not right now? Right now is the only time that you have to start moving forward closer to whatever it is that you envision for yourself. Have big dreams, have lofty goals, have things that you can accomplish far out in the future, but know that you have to play the long game of consistency, of nailing the fundamentals over and over and over and over and over again until you get there, but then you're never actually there there. There's another mountain, there's another hill to climb, there's another, there's another hero's journey to encounter. You're never there there. But there is these wins, these goals along the way that we can check off, but the only way to get there is to, stay, is to take action, is to absolutely 100% take action. Action is the only way. You can't read books. Reading books is amazing. Listening to podcasts is amazing. I believe both of those things can increase your, increase your drive and motivation to go do the thing that you know you want to do. But motivation is fleeting. You have to then have the discipline to put it into action, to get to work, to go get you some. That's the only way. So anytime you set a goal, no matter how small or whatever the goal is or whatever the vision is or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, take action on it immediately immediately. You will not regret it and you'll give yourself that push forward that you need to know that you can do it, that you are the person to do the thing they said they were going to do. You are that person and that's a beautiful way to build up your self-worth and your self-esteem and the value you have for yourself, which is immensely high. We just have to create this undeniable stack of proof that we are the person we say we are by taking action on the things that we want most, by taking action on the things that we want most. That's what it's about. That's number three. Number four, leave your phone off for one hour after waking up. I mean, you guys have heard this, every single person on the internet who talks about personal development and being a whole, fully functioning, fulfilled human being in this space of self-help and becoming the best version of yourself talks about the usage of the cell phone. And throughout the day, you have the most control over your day in your AM bookend and your PM bookend, which means when you wake up, the hour when you wake up and the hour before you go to bed is normally when we have the most control over our day. Everything in the middle, it can be unpredictable. Things just happen. Life will let you know. But your AM and PM bookends are extremely important and sort of where we can have the most control over our day, right? Our day starts the night before with our PM bookend, which leads into our sleep, which leads into our AM bookend. And this one hour 
leave your phone off for one hour after waking up is about what you do right when you wake up. And right when you wake up, you absolutely cannot just immediately grab your phone and look at it. It's not good. So if you're a person who absolutely does do that, you have to set these very small habits and intentions that allow you to incrementally grow into one hour of no screen time after you wake up. So what if it's the alarm goes off and I will wait 30 seconds before grabbing my phone? Try that for a day. Try that for a week. Try that for two weeks. Now you've nailed it for two weeks. You waited 30 seconds and then you grabbed your phone. Okay, extend it to one minute, extend it to three minutes, extend it to four minutes. Wow, over the course of six months or a year, you could potentially be at an hour. That's how you have to make these mini habits. That's how you have to make habits too small to fail. doesn't matter how low you have to set the bar. That bar is specifically for you and what you're trying to accomplish. And if it's this one hour of no screen time after you wake up, and 30 seconds is all you got to start, great. Because in a year or in six months, you could be at 30 minutes, you could be at an hour, you could be at two hours, depending on how much benefit you see and how much, how deep you go into this practice. But it's also about having something to do right when you wake up, right? Right when you wake up, the alarm goes off. You wanna use an alarm that is not your phone, There's ones on Amazon that I bought that's like a sun that shines and it's like birds chirping and it's really quite nice. Me and my girlfriend really enjoy waking up every morning at 520 to the birds chirping, the sort of sun illuminating in our room. It's quite nice. And so have something to do, you know, right away, whether you're with in bed with your partner or not, find a sense of love to share for yourself, for waking up, for your partner, have a sense of gratitude. There's another day of life. It's an absolutely, it's an absolute miracle to have another day of life. So appreciate that. Enjoy that. You know, do something. You know, people talk about all of these things. So do I on this podcast all the time. Meditation, gratitude practice, optimism training, yoga, journaling, walk, exercise, movement, Uh, a cold shower, sauna. There's a a litany of things that you can do. You have to just pick a few of them and do them. And you have to try them for periods of time to see if they actually might work for you. So I like to hop into the cold shower right when I wake up. Then I have some of my supplements. I have an element. I do some yoga, some stretching, some band work. And then I read a little bit. Um, Sometimes I meditate. Sometimes I journal. And then I get right into some deep work starting at about six o'clock. I usually am in. So my morning routine lasts about 40 minutes, just depending on the day and what I'm doing. Sometimes it's a little longer. Sometimes it's a little shorter. Um, And deep work has nothing to do with my phone. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm on my work, not multitasking, doing deep work. And so, yes, then the phone gets introduced sort of in that window after an hour, and then I start to do other stuff with it when I do deep work, and then eventually I hit the gym around nine or 10, and then I do jujitsu, sort of a regular day, maybe in the life, and then record some podcasts in the afternoon, or have some talks, some chats, some coaching sessions, whatever the case may be is, but I'm trying to do those first 40 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes of my day, it's a ritual for me. It gets me in the right state of mind. It, it powers up 
my brain and my body and my soul and my soul force and my life force to want to have the best day I possibly can. And sometimes after the morning routine, the day doesn't go as planned, but I know I accomplished things when I woke up in the morning. I made my bed. I took a cold shower. I did yoga. I did some stretching with my bands. I read. I journaled. I meditated. I went for a walk. I can do any of these things, but I have to do them. And I know I'm getting a workout in later in the day. I know I'm going to jujitsu. I know I'm going to have a couple 90-minute work bouts of deep work. Like I have these things set up in my day so that I can aim to be the best version of myself. And we want to try and do that in whatever domain or life constraints you have in your life, right? You have to take those into reality. Whatever realistic, honest place you live in, whatever your life constraints are, take those and try to formulate your best AM and PM bookends based on your life constraints, kids, work, life, environment. All of those things are extremely important. We have to, have to, have to be honest with our current reality and the constraints of our life and sort of our idiosyncratic patterns and then we put that into what our AM and PM bookend could possibly be. And then we sprinkle some other stuff in there throughout the day. Some workouts, some some workouts, some deep love, some deep connections, some deep work, some work bouts. All of these things are important for you to cultivate whatever you're trying to cultivate, to be the best version of yourself, to cultivate the life that you know you can have, to cultivate the most beautiful thing uh, in the world for, for you, whatever that is, whether it's deep love, relationships, being a mom, being a dad, running a business, having a podcast, whatever the case may be, right? It's about our lives and how we can be the best version of ourselves. And the way you start the day and the way you end the day is extremely important to that whole uh, bucket. And so number five, sort of touched on this in the last one in terms of breaking down goals, but number five is break down big, scary goals into small, manageable goals. You are making your goals or your habits or whatever you're trying to accomplish change, you're making them too small to fail. So my goal is to exercise three days a week for 60 minutes. That's a lot. That's a lot of exercise. Yes, it's important. Yes, you should be doing that. But if I'm a person who never exercises at all ever, then jumping in from nothing to that is very, very hard. And to stay consistent in that is also extremely hard. So we want to give ourselves the best chance to succeed. So I'm going to say that I'm going to do one push-up twice a week. Great. Nailed it. Now I'm on the floor. I did my one push-up. Might as well get in some bonus reps. And you move from that space. And then you congratulate yourself from doing the thing that you said you wanted to do. And you did it. And you check mark it. And you build from that space. Tiny, manageable tasks that you absolutely know that you can accomplish. And then feeling good about yourself for doing this thing that you said you were going to do. And then building from there. Don't don't overestimate what you can do in one year and underestimate what you can do in five years. Because if you stick to it long enough, if you get consistent and you nail the fundamentals over and over and over and over again, there's absolutely a limitless amount of potential you have to achieve the thing you want in five, 10, 15 years, whatever it is for you, right? It may be a different time frame <clears throat> according to the, the goal that you are after, but if you give yourself enough time, if you give yourself that chance, then I, I almost guarantee that you can get the thing that you want the most. You just have to give yourself your best effort over a very long period of time with consistent, deliberate, patient action. And so you have a big, scary goal, 
great. I'm glad it's big and scary because you have to have big lofty dreams. And if they don't scare you, they're not big enough, but you have to break them down into manageable goals, daily goal, weekly goal, monthly goal, quarterly goal, yearly goal, five year goal, on and on and on, right? You're breaking it down. You can write them down. You can just have them and know them. It's best to write them down so you can see them, visualize them, plan them, imagine yourself being that person who achieved the thing they did, right? Imagine yourself there, build that sort of credibility in your mind and then go out and do it in your real life. But you have to break it down. You have to break it down into habits and actions that are too small to fail, and then you move from that space. Up, 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 one step, one step, one brick, one brick, one brick, one brick. And it's, and then over time, 10 years later, people are like, oh, he's an overnight success, and you know, I've been putting in the work consistently every day for 10 years. I know I should be here. I deserve to be here because I put in the work, the real hard effort. And that's amazing because you know it's true, it's valid, and it's honest, and it's exactly where you envisioned yourself being. Number six, reward yourself for doing hard work. Train your brain to love it. So I've talked about this before on this podcast, but for anyone who hasn't heard it or it's a new listener, this is called, this is an idea of positively reinforcing ourselves. We have to positively reinforce ourselves when we do the thing we said we were gonna do. When we do the hard thing or anything that we said we were gonna do, we have to congratulate ourselves for doing that thing. And it's called positively reinforcing ourselves. A lot of people say it as congratulate yourselves or celebrate the wins along the way. And people are like, how do I do that? Well, here's how. You don't take yourself out for a dinner every time you do it. You don't get a massage every time you do it. One, that's probably a waste of money. And two, it just doesn't really work in in the moment we're trying to congratulate ourselves. In the moment, I just did it. I said I was gonna do two push-ups today and I did the two push-ups. How do I celebrate that hard work and that right effort right away? I say, that's like me. That's like me, fist bump, pat on the back. That's like me, fist bump, that's like me, boom. That's like me to do two push-ups. That's like me to wait 30 minutes after I wake up to get on my phone. That's like me to go for a walk. That's like me to get in nature. That's like me to go and have a deep connection with a friend. That's like me to check in on my friends. That's like me to check in on myself, right? We're congratulating ourselves in the moment that the thing happens. We said we were gonna do this. We said we were gonna do this hard thing and then we did it. That's like me. I'm that type of person. That's like me, fist bump, pat on the back. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you really honestly congratulate yourself and celebrate the wins, the little wins along the way by positively reinforcing yourself with that's like me. Building that undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are. That's like me. Number seven. Do your hardest task first. This is very similar to number one, which is prioritize what's important. So usually what's important is probably your hardest task, which needs your most amount of energy and concentration, and you have to control sort of your arousal levels through that, and you want to control your attentional levels and your concentration levels. So you're doing your hardest task first. You're doing your hardest task first. It's very simple, very self-explanatory, right? We want to prioritize 
what's important and we want to do our hardest tasks first. That is going to up our productivity and allow us to get more of the hard work done, get more work done and be more efficient on the work that we're doing by prioritizing what's most important and doing our hardest work first. And also, it's also about like having this bit of chosen versus unchosen suffering. I learned this from Chris Williamson when he interviewed David Goggins, right? You have this unchosen suffering in life. Unchosen meaning it's like uncontrollable. You had no idea. It wasn't your fault. It was just like bad shit happened. And to armor ourselves, to armor ourselves for the unchosen suffering, we have to have chosen suffering. So things that we do that are hard every day that armor our minds, our bodies, and our souls for the inevitable hard stuff that is going to knock us down in life. So doing the sauna, going for a run, having a hard lift, doing jujitsu, right? Taking cold showers, all of this stuff that's hard. We do it voluntarily. We do it chosen. We choose to do this type of hard training and hard effort to have the hard conversations, not avoid the hard feelings, to go deep into our emotions, to figure out what we're feeling, to train, to work, to do this bit of chosen suffering, to voluntarily take on hard tasks. So when life inevitably comes at us with the hard, challenging obstacles, setbacks, that we have armored our mind, our body, and our soul to be able to handle those things just a little bit better. And that's extremely important. That's extremely important. Number eight, this goes right into action. Number eight, stop talking about your goals. Stop talking about them. You know what your goal is. Now get to work. Like I said earlier, you cannot achieve anything by talking about it. You have to do the thing. You want to start a podcast? Do it. You don't have the right microphone. You don't have the right lighting. You don't have the right setup. Go listen to episode one of this podcast. There is no microphone. My friend was just holding the phone, which was a phone, and I just was talking to eight of my friends. It sounds awful. It's weird. It's incongruent. It doesn't make sense. But I wanted to start a podcast, so I did. And now this is episode 146 of the podcast, and it's getting better week by week. I'm changing some things around, I'm upgrading, I'm getting feedback, I hired a coach, like all of these things that I'm trying to do to achieve what I want to achieve when it comes to this podcast, which is really to have conversations and share deep insights and things that I've learned along the way with people to have interesting conversations because I'm curious about so many different things to learn as much as humanly possible and to share that with as many people as humanly possible. That's what this podcast, Something for Everybody, is about. And so... I didn't talk about doing it. I didn't talk about becoming a baseball player. Well, I did for like a long time, but I still put in the action. You know what I mean? I talked about becoming a pro wrestler since I was 13, but then I did the work. So if all you're doing is talking about the thing that you want to do and you're not doing the actual thing that you want to do, it means nothing. It means nothing. So yes, you want to talk about your goals. You want to write them down. You want to tell your friends about them so they can hold you accountable. But then the most important thing will always be getting after it, putting in action, reflecting on that action, iterating, then executing, then, then reflecting, then iterating, then executing, then executing, then executing, and reviewing and reflecting and reviewing and reflecting, and then iterating and then executing, then putting in action, putting in action, putting in action over and over and over and over and over again. That's it. That's the secret sauce. That's the hack. It's not a hack. It's deliberate, 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 patient, persistent practice over a long period of time to achieve anything that you want. That's it. 
Number nine, airplane mode is your friend. This sort of goes in line with the leaving your phone off for one hour after waking up, right? We get notifications, we get phones get blown up, right? We're, we're scrolling too much, too much screen time. Like on my phone, I've turned off all my notifications. Actually, just today, the day I'm recording this episode, I changed up my home screen a little bit to put some more friction and some more time uh, between me and the way to get to my social media apps, which actually really helps and I have to scroll here, 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 and I have to type them into the search bar to get to my actual social media apps. And my apps on my homepage are ones I use that are business related, documents, notes, calendars, things like that. Things when I look at, I'm being sort of productive in that way, not just aimlessly scrolling on a social media app. So I put some more friction between me and the apps to allow me to reduce my screen time. And then I have no notifications. So when I turn on or open my phone, it just like looks like nothing happening so it sort of makes me want to put it down and then I don't pick it up again because nothing's happening you know and then I have these deliberate amounts of times where I check my phone where I check my email and stuff I'm trying to get better at it just like anyone else I'm not perfect I haven't mastered it by any means necessary but I'm trying to tweak and alter some things to make it the best I can for me to have power over my phone not the phone have the power over me and that's the big distinction and so airplane mode can be a really, really cool and important tool you use in gaining your power back and taking your power back from the phone. You control what you do. And if you don't like doing something, it doesn't make you feel good, stop doing that thing. And that's what that's what we have to learn about the cell phone. We control the cell phone. The cell phone does not control us. And we have to have the willpower. We have to buy the willpower at the store to know when to utilize that willpower, how to utilize that willpower and airplane mode and notifications and moving apps around and deleting apps and changing the way your phone looks will make you have more willpower when it comes to your cell phone and your screen time. And that's extremely important. Last one. One of the most important things you can learn about life. Number 10, Learn to love the process. Learn to love the process. We've talked about goals on this episode. Goals, which means outcomes, which means goals are related to outcomes. Now, it's really cool if you have process-oriented goals, which means that your process-oriented goals are completely under your control. Now, a lot of times we have outcome-based goals, which is fine. We have a human nature to want to have outcomes, to get 10,000 downloads on a podcast, to be a New York Times bestseller, to make my varsity high school team, to win Olympic gold medal, to get a promotion, right? Those are outcome-based goals because the outcome is out of our control. And yes, those are important to have, but once we have those outcome-based goals, basically we just want to let it go and focus on the process, right? But it's sort of a double-edged sword because sometimes that outcome is the thing that is driving us and motivating us every single day to get up and go do the work. But if we attach our whole identity and worth to that outcome, that's where we get into trouble. So we can allow that outcome to motivate us. We can allow that outcome to create discipline and action in our life. But then we have to detach our identity to that because we are much more than the thing that we are doing. We are much more than our job. We have so many other valuable traits and qualities that make us, that make us worthy and enough. And so, yes, we have the outcome, but we sort of detach from, a, from wrapping our whole life and identity around that thing, even though we're consistently putting in the work and having this sort of harmonious obsession about the goal that we are trying to obtain, but learning to love the process 
just makes it that much better because we love doing the thing we're doing regardless of what's happening. I love doing this podcast regardless if anyone ever listened ever again. Having the ability to sit here and share these insights helps me understand them on a deeper level, helps me understand them so that I can utilize them in my life. Now, if anyone listens and gains some wisdom or insight or something resonates with them where they go and apply it to their life immediately, that's a, that's a huge win. One person, that's a huge win. And I don't know the ripple effects of how many people listen and who they talk to about it and all this stuff. That's the incredible part about putting things on a public platform. You don't know what people they're going to reach. But I wouldn't have gotten to episode 146 if I didn't love doing the thing that I'm doing. And that's a competitive advantage. That's a competitive advantage is to have fun doing the thing no matter who's watching or what money is involved or anything that's happening. You just love doing the thing. And I love doing that with podcasting, with baseball coaching, with mindset coaching, with you are loved, with all of the things I'm doing. I choose to do them because that's me following this deep, intrinsic, purposeful passion that I love to do. And if you fall in love with that sort of process, if you fall in love with just having fun doing the thing, you have a competitive advantage right there. And then you create sort of these process-oriented goals outside of that and you have this sort of outcome goal yes but you're never there there right and so you're driving towards those things based on your process based on your purpose based on your core values based on some of the things that we've been chatting about for the last 35 or so minutes and that's what's important learning to love the process the process is primary so that's what i have for you today those are 10 productivity cheat codes that I think everyone must know. There's a ton more productivity cheat codes, but those are some, those are the top 10 that I came up with that I think are, are most important or maybe most relevant to me right now. So I figured I'd share them for you guys, but thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Cheers. Lots of love. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Out of the 10 productivity cheat codes that I shared with you today, which one resonated most deeply? Which one are you going to implement into your life immediately and take action on moving towards becoming that best version of you? If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. Because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And please, if you could, leave us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbits is the absolute best way to support me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. But most importantly, above all else... Please, please take care of each other and yourselves, and I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.